People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and welcome to the show. Right, just a bit of housekeeping before we kick off. Well, first of all, we should say Happy New Year. Yeah, we should. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. We were supposed to record over Christmas, but... I got the Kung Flu Yeah, and uh, had the kids and yeah, just a bit crazy, wasn't it? Yes. So, uh, yeah, so COVID put pay to that. So, plans going forward. I mean, we're going to do a bit more mythology and folklore that kind of stuff and some we've got another couple of bizarre tales as well to chuck in there but we wanted you guys to have first dibs really on mm. where do we get this mythology where do we get this um folklore from so if you've got a folklore story that you want to hear us do our version of it essentially um then let us know the email is still supernaturalpod at gmail.com that's supernatural p-o-d at uh, gmail.com you know if you've got a story from I don't know say you live in Canada and you want to wear some Canadian folklore or you want to wear some Native American mythology or whatever it is then let us know absolutely I mean we're going to cover probably my favourite in the next few next few episodes just have some Ribena Um, (laughs) which is uh, Norse mythology so obviously other flavoured rooms are available. Yeah. Um, Norse mythology is obviously my go-to. So uh, yeah, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to be doing that. going to do a bit of yeah. Norse mythology. So don't email the same Norse mythology. Yeah. Unless it's, a, unless it's a... Specific yeah. story that you want that we don't cover. But what we're thinking of doing now is uh, putting a, getting getting a few episodes together and getting a few ideas together mm. and, and hopefully giving you guys a bit more regularity with the yeah, shows. Yeah. And don't forget to send us your feedback. I mean, we had a little bit of feedback about the the Scottish folklore we did and stuff like that. I know a lot of that went to Patreon and things, so um, I'm going to talk about Patreon towards the end of the show, but uh, yeah, we got some feedback from that. That was good. We got a lot of feedback from the uh, Peter Bergman uh, episode yeah. as well. So And that's led to some other shows that we're going to be doing. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, no, exactly. So, um, do you want a weird tale then? I think we've got a, a weird story for you today. Yeah, a few little weird ones. Okay, so see if you can guess by my accent where this tale comes from. Me? Well, and the people at home. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't do it now, you watch. In a secluded village in Nantes is home to one of the most tragic ghost stories that ever emerged from. North Wales. Did you get it? I did get it, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I, right. I did get that. I won't do that. I'm trying anymore. not to laugh. Yeah. Right, well, I thought I was pretty good. What's a Karen? <laughs> but, um, so this, so here we go. So in a secluded village of Nant is home to one of the most tragic ghost stories to ever emerge from North Wales. Okay, and it all stems from an age-old tradition, the wedding quest. Okay, and I wish that I'd done this on my wedding day. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll understand more yeah. as I go along. Reese and Marianne, right, had been childhood sweethearts. Practically inseparable, they were. 
And um, you know, that's for the Fireman Sam lovers out there. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, it does sound like Fireman Sam. Yeah, because they're all well, yeah. China, like Norman. <laughs> oh Norman, you've burned another fucking oh, thing. No, 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 that's just thrown me completely with this. People episode. should watch. Yeah, if you don't know what Fireman Sam is, you need to you need to watch Fireman Sam yeah. now. And you'll see that Norman burns everything down, a little <laughs> bastard. But anyway, yeah, it'd be get HDHD now on here and you get fucking pills or something. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, like, get on the story. Get Sorry. on the story. So Reese and Marianne have been childhood sweethearts, practically practically inseparable. And as their love grew stronger, finally it came time and Reese was given permission to marry her. The wedding party was arranged and guests brought brought gifts uh, to the happy couple. All seemed well until the morning of the ceremony. The tradition in the area was the wedding quest, okay, which involved the bride hiding from her groom on the morning of the wedding. And obviously it's tradition, like, for the groom not to see the bride until the, uh, you know, ceremony takes place. And mm. it starts, we still have kind of have that. Anyway, Reese sat out with his friends to find his beloved and take her back to the church where they would be wed. But as the day wore on, he became more and more panicked. He began to realise that Marianne was gone, maybe for good. Over the next few months, Reese continued his search and grew gradually more depressed, eventually becoming a wild man of the woods, losing his mind completely. One stormy night, months after Marianne had disappeared, Reese took shelter under an oak tree that he and his love had often visited. A bolt of lightning struck the tree, and as he cowered beneath it, the trunk split in two and laid wide open. What he saw inside would shock Reese to his very core. Within the splinter of the oak, the remains of his bride to be were still there were there. Within the splintered oak, the remains of his bride to be still wearing her wedding dress. Reese shook with grief that overcame him. And he died on that spot next to the Marianne's body. As you can imagine, there have been lots of reports of ghosts haunting this particular site. And a lot of people who have seen this ghost said that it is a skeleton wearing a wedding dress, holding hands with a dishevelled man. So imagine bumping into that on a night. Mm. So that's the uh, the wedding quest. And like I say, I wish I'd done that on my wedding day. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. But I mean, I'm quite I'm quite happy with my... With my wife, for now, time times will tell. But yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a strange one, you know. I can see a lot of folklore like that tends to, um, you know, tends to be a bit wacky and out there. Whereas I think that, uh, for me, sounds quite believable. I know that sounds really stupid, but to me, that does seem like quite a believable story. You know, when you see some of these folklores and you sort of think, no, this is so far out of left field that it's clearly made up. I do, but I always think that um, folklore seems to have its... There's a there's a reason for it in there. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just find... You, you tend to find, especially with like the, the British Isles, the... The weirdness 
in our stories. I, I find them almost uh, amusing when you think of like all the legends and myths and things that that come from the British Isles are, are a bit a bit weird. You know, when you think things like the the Loch Ness monster and and obviously. Uh, the blob things like that that we've covered do you know what i mean they just tend to be a little bit out there whereas to me this one seems extremely believable you know i could i could almost imagine this being a, a pastime before a wedding and, and the bride going and hiding and actually hiding somewhere where she can't be found and she gets stuck and do you know what i mean it, it, it does seem like quite a believable story so, i wonder if they still do it in wales Probably not. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, probably that was the end of it after that. I yeah, I can imagine that would probably be the the final nail in the coffin for for that idea. Speaking of uh, Welsh weird stories, um, I found a little. It's not very long. It's probably about two minutes, but it's uh, it's called the Mermaid's Curse. Oh. Uh, okay, it's from a, a village. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's Conway. It's C O N W Y, but in Wales that could literally be any fucking word. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Conway because that sounds as close to it as I can find. But this is called the Mermaid's Curse of Conway. Now Conway's got a castle in it. It's on the coast, which kind of explains the mermaids. It says hooded monks, the spirit of heartbroken widowers, a ghostly black cat, and a drowned landlord are some of the ghouls that are are said to haunt this town. So it's quite an active town. Well, it's an ancient town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With such a rich history, it's no surprise that Conway is said to be home to a number of ghosts. But what you may not know is this town is said to be under the curse of a mermaid. No, I did not know. No. No. There are several old tales telling of mermaids swimming along the coast of Wales... However, the story of a half-fish, half-human siren is spine-tingling Conway legend. So it's something that they all know in the area. The legend is believed by a group of Conway fishermen who were fishing in the estuary around the town when a creature became caught in their nets. As they hauled the prize catch aboard, they realised it was a mermaid. They decided to parade her through the town and the streets. She is said to have begged for release and back into the water whilst gasping for air. The mermaid began to suffocate and suffered an agonising death, but in her final words she cursed the town of Conway, vowing it would suffer war, disease, disaster forevermore. And many believe that the city hall that burnt down in 1966 was part of this curse. So it's not a it's not a long story. Well, they did the same with um, but... with Merlin. Merlin had a tree. The story goes somewhat along the lines of Merlin had this tree that he'd often sit under, and um, it's an oak tree. Mm. And uh, anyway, it was called Merlin's tree, and the, he got he got wind that they was going to cut this tree down, and he didn't particularly like that, and he said that he would curse. Um, Cursed the place, you know, if there was ever to cut the tree down. Yeah. And so they didn't, and they, they actually put a fence around it. And it was there till like like 18, maybe late 1800s or something like that. And then eventually the tree died. Yeah. But what happened is um, 
ewes or something like that used to congregate under this tree on the night time, mm. right? And the, the local guy who lived near the out didn't live near this tree, didn't like this, so he poured petrol on the tree and tried to get rid of it, to get rid of these ewes. And um, obviously that, you know, damaged the tree immensely. Yeah. And eventually it just started to decay, decay, decay. Until eventually the council had to remove it completely because it was just falling to bits. And as soon as they removed it, the same year, the whole place flooded. Mm. So did did, did mail and um Do you know what? I would I think that's one thing we've gotta we've gotta look in I don't know if you've ever looked into that, but the history of Merlin and King Arthur and the, the tales because no, I've I've done a bit of digging around on King Arthur more than Merlin, mm. I must admit. Because it's uh it's one of those ones that when you look back through history, there is no record of King Arthur. It doesn't mm. exist. But well, the legends and the stories that go with it suggest that he did exist. Well, there was a king in Shropshire, which is practically Wales, and he was known as the Bear. Yeah. But Arthur translates back into Bear. Yeah. So there's some historical record for Arthur. Yeah, but in regards to And the... he was buried on an island. Yeah, but in regards to like the sword in the stone and no. Excalibur and Merlin and Knights of the Round Table and things like that, there doesn't well, seem to be. Certainly, uh, I think that would be it. quite an interesting one to. I mean, that will require quite a bit of research. But what about a... this cave? Right, that's become overgrown now, um, and the, the locals want it to be like that. Okay, because this mysterious cave is is well known to be dangerous right because anyone that would venture too near would be drawn in you know like the old tales of like you hear um a baby crying in the woods and you can't help but go and check it out because you know most people don't want to leave a baby crying in the woods I me personally <laughs> if i have a baby crying in the woods it's staying there. Yeah, I'm gone. I've read too many of these tales now, you know. <laughs> as long as I know Unless my somebody's kids are safe. running around saying, I've lost my baby, I ain't going in. No. So, um, but yeah, this is the same thing. Whatever reason, these people, and this cave is located in North Wales near uh, Creek Castle, I think it is. The tale goes, a fox tried to use the cave as an escape route, right, when he was being pursued by hounds but became greatly alarmed by what he saw and that the hair stood on end and he ran wildly back into the pack of hounds. Not one of the hounds, though, would touch him, right? So whatever, hmm. you know, however scared he was, the, the thing is, in, an onlooker said that he, the fox smelled uh, strongly of brimstone. Okay. All right. A drunkard passing by the same cave was so frightened by what he saw in the cave, he returned home sober. Yeah. That'd be like you going home so sober. That, yeah, well, so that's pretty scary, isn't it? Right. On Halloween night, a wandering minstrel called Lulu Aphu, or Hugh, Lulu Aphu, uh, tried to solve the mystery of the cave, like you do. Uh, although he was obviously advised against this endeavour, he packed food and a candle and his beloved fiddle and set off on an expedition. 
He was drawn in by mysterious hands, never to be seen again. For weeks after the disappearance, passers-by smelt brimstone coming from the cave. And they knew that the devil had got the better of poor Hugh. Some years later, Shepherd was passing the mouth of the cave when he heard a burst of wild music coming from within. He looked inside and saw Hugh fiddling and dancing to his own tune in a wild fashion. Although he was still as young as the day that he'd first ventured into the cave, hmm. his head, this is interesting, his head was quite loose as if it would fall off at any given minute. He wore an expression of incredible agony. A lighted lantern was suspended on a rope that hung between his shoulders and the head and horns of a goat were fashioned between his breasts. Right, okay. So, you know, the, the cave itself is meant to inhabit um, or be the, the place, the dwelling place of elves, goblins, ghosts, fairies, you know, the knockers. Um, and so obviously the, the, the locals stay away from the cave. Um... But many people, you know, up to recent history, have been been near the cave and said they've seen beings like shadowy figures inside the cave, almost beckoning you in. But no one, obviously, well, the people that survive don't go in. The people that go in probably don't live to tell a tale. So yeah, I don't think I'd be going in. No, that's that strange. I always find that strange though. This uh, concept of fire and brimstone being hell. This is another thing that confuses me because. When you take it back to like the pagan traditions, which obviously paganism outdates Christianity for anybody who doesn't know that, um, hell was described as a frozen wasteland, mm. you know, not fire and brimstone. So I find it very strange that they sort of interpreted well, when you take that to the Middle East, it don't work. That's that's why, yeah, yeah, because you tell them it's a nice frozen landscape and they're like brilliant because I'm baking in the sun all day, yeah, I want to go. So that's why they changed it to a fiery place. But now on the brimstone thing, these smells that associate, you know, people have done a lot of research into this, and um, you know, from you know, for years. But there is some sort of when an entity entity comes forth, it brings a smell with it. Hmm. Whether that's in the whether that's the entity itself smelling of sulfur or whatever as i say brimstone is not exactly a nice no, smell. or it? whether it's 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 due to the mechanism of them entering this reality all right so when they when they go from one shift from one reality to the next that maybe that smell come is from that mechanism yeah. rather than the actual creature itself and so well i'll give you an example when i was um younger um and I used to live. It was at my mum and dad's house. I used to live there, obviously. And I, I had a bedroom, and it was the back of the house. And for whatever reason, sometimes I'd vent, I'd go into the bedroom, yeah, and it'd stink. I mean, it's the teenage boys' room, but it used to stink of um, mm. um, like rotten garbage. That's the only way I can really smell it. Like a real, you know, like um. I've smelt this smell before. It's a similar smell anyway. It's like, um, you know, if you go somewhere and it's like there's cardboard boxes that have been laid there a long time and 
they've got wet and damp and the stink, mm. you know that smell? Um, yeah, yeah. Like a musty sort of, it's an horrible smell. You, yeah, you don't want to be near it. And I used to walk in the bedroom and literally I'd be like, fucking hell, that's horrible. You know what I mean? And I'd walk out the room <clears throat> and then I remember that I was going in that room to get something. And so I'd walk back in the room and the smell would be gone. Mm. Now, smells can't do that, right? So you'll get people saying like, oh, you know, something happens in the house, an object moves, and then they'll smell a smell of roses or whatever, and they'll say, oh, it's me nana. That's the, she used to wear rose perfume, etc. Um, So obviously smells go along with this shit. Yeah. But in, in that situation in that room there, I used to, um, yeah, I did. I used to walk in, smell it, Walk out and say, like, get rid of that fucking smell. Whatever you're doing in there, your ghosts, whatever. Because the room was haunted. I should have probably mentioned that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, then I'd walk back in like, straight after and it'd be gone. Yeah. And, and, you know, smells can't do that. So it's obviously something they do when they've come forward. But but I, on saying that, you know, on, on the few occasions where I have witnessed strange things, I don't remember smells per se. I think if you're witnessing something, the only time I've smelled a smell with a creature, other than being around you, is uh, <laughs> is um, when I was stalked by some creature. Um, and it was me and Laura. We was in Canuck Chase. I think I might have told you this before, but mm. we was walking on this trail, and above us, on the right hand side of the trail, there was uh, a ridge that was almost. It was probably from ground level. It was the top of this ridge was probably fifteen feet, twelve to fifteen feet, somewhere around there, and uh, it was like a steep embankment that went up to this this ridge. And a few feet back from the ridge, there was actually a fence line, and I don't know if it was like a, a waterworks or a, a, some sort of generator or there was a building up there. But as we're walking along this path, you know, the gravel path, they've got this really strong, and I mean, a really strong smell of BO um, and that's what it was it was definitely body odor there was no mistaking it you know the smell of BO yeah yeah and um, and I know rotten vegetation can sometimes smell like BO and that, that people will say that it's not quite the same um, when you smell BO you know you're smelling BO like when you smell inside the hot flaming hot monster munch and you know that's the smell of cum but um, <laughs> if you say so yeah so Bleach can smell like that as well, can't it? You know, like some cleaning fluids can smell a bit like fucking semen and that. So I don't know what that's about. Well, I don't so, know what yours fucking like smells sex. like. Mine does not <clears throat> smell like bleach. Not not bleach, but that like cleaning fluid. Anyway, the point Sif. the point is, um, Jif, what you put on pancakes? No, no, it's changed. Oh, right, Sif, how is it? Jif, you put is, that on pancakes? No, oh no, Jif is the the lemon. Anyway, we're I don't getting, want to know what you put. On we're pancakes. getting completely yeah. Slight so I'm walking down this trail <clears throat> before I lose my voice. Hey, look around. And um, I'm walking down this fucking trail and um, this smell comes over. And I said to her, I said, can you smell that? And she's like, yeah. And I mean, it was strong. And obviously there's only me and her on the path walking along. And uh, we we walked. And as we was walking, we could hear something pacing us on that ridge line. Every time we took a step, it stuck us up. And I said, can you hear that? And she went, yeah. She'd obviously been hearing it as well as, well as I'd been hearing it. But I was trying to think, is it, is it, is it an echo of what we're doing? Or hmm. is it something? Do you know what I mean? But. I said, can you hear that? And she said, yeah. So I said, right, stops. So we stopped and it took one step and stopped. All right. So it was just slightly out of sync. And um, I was like, right, now walk. So we walked, stopped, and it stopped again. Uh, and this this happened for probably about 
I don't know, 20, 30 feet down the trail, something like that. And I said to her, right, you keep walking. And what I was going to do, because as I'd been walking this 20, 30 feet, there was a ditch on my left-hand side, which stopped me going out. Obviously, if I can go out, I can see up. So I got to a point where I could actually get across the ditch. It was wide or narrow enough for me to get over the ditch. And it was nettles on the other side, but that didn't bother me. I'm hard. So yeah, trousers on. <laughs> so I walked along, and um, I said, "Right, you keep walking, and I'm going to go over this um, ditch and see if uh, if I can see it." Anyway, just just as that second where I was thinking I'm going to do that, that bo smell just went right, and I jumped over that thing, and I walked back, and I must have gone about ten feet into the into the nettles, looking up, and I could see the top of this ridge line. There's nothing there, right? So anyway. So I gets back on the path and we walked up the path and we were short on time because we had to be somewhere. Uh, there was a presentation taking place in Canet Chase that we was going to when we was part of. So we decided that we'd backtrack the way we came because it'd be quicker than us not knowing the way where we was going forward. Um, we had an idea where we was going, but we didn't know how long it was going to take. Whereas we knew going back would take us half an hour. Yeah. So we decided to go back the way we came. And obviously, that means passing back that pace. And I said to her, well, if it was vegetation, rotting vegetation, that kind of thing, because obviously there is a ditch there, then we'll smell it as we go back. And obviously, we walked past back and there was no smell at all. Um, mm. So what that was, accompanied with the footsteps, I don't know, but you could smell it. Anyway, I got back to the, the trail, Ed, and there was a um, a guide there, or someone that works in the woodlands. And I said to him... Um, so we just got a really strong smell out there of like BO, that sort of smell. I said, do you know what could cause that? I know vegetation sometimes can cause that. And he said, yeah. He said, but we do have um, accounts of wild boar in the area. And apparently they can smell like BO. Now, I've never seen anybody that's seen a wild boar in Canet Chase. I've never seen a wild boar in England. No, I have. Up here, there's, there's loads. Is there? Uh, yeah, in the... Um, New Never forest. seen one. They reintroduced them, yeah. But um, it's not common, though, is it? Do you know what oh, I mean? Forest like of Dean, you, I think it is. When you consider like the states, they're pretty. Oh no, they're no, no, they're common. not common. Yeah, they're not common. But um, certainly not in Canet Chase. I've not. But he said he said that, so I just went along with that. I thought, well, that must have been what it was. But again, a wild boar's not going to pace you. No, I was going to say um, yeah, it wouldn't. Not. I mean, it might follow you for a bit if it's if it's got young or something. I don't know, but it certainly wouldn't be doing step to step to what you're doing. It's bipedal. Whatever was up there was bipedal. Um, whether that was a person or something else, I don't know. But again, but again, kind of chases numerous reports of yeah, wild man, numerous hotbed, reports of uh, dog man up there. So I don't know. But all, but all I'm saying is the smell was prevalent, basically. Yeah, and there's no explanation for it. So. Um, yeah, so that so that'll do for that because it was just going to be a short thing, but we are going to do another episode probably next couple of days. So you'll yeah. get another episode pretty much straight away. Um, but just on the Patreon thing, I think going forward, what, what we're planning on doing is um, putting all the shows on Patreon, aren't we? Yeah, I was uh, thinking of um, basically having every episode that you'll get on your normal feed, but added onto Patreon. But the advantage of being on Patreon, the advantage of having things like Apple subscription, is the fact that there are going to be no adverts on there. No. Going forwards, um, I think there's going to be more adverts going on to these type of episodes. Um, so obviously, if you well, there's adverts on there now. You yeah, might, you, you, the thing is, when you listen to them, you might not, you might go through three episodes and, and you not, don't get not an advert. advert. You know what I mean? But then you might 
be unlucky and you might put it on one day and get four adverts. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So um, it, generally speaking, the adverts won't be in the in the middle of the show. No, unless no, not we're, unless, unless we're doing like a two hour episode. Yeah, unless or we're purposely that's... breaking it up. But yeah, we don't. But again, you might be lucky and not get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does but happen. If they're but... if they're in there and they're annoying you, then obviously you can go on Patreon. Yeah, get yourselves out and help us out. Patreon. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest what the biggest way of us uh, progressing the show. You know, I mean <laughs> we uh, like you said we the the reason this does take sort of three or four weeks sometimes for us to get a bloody show out is because this isn't our job. Do you know what I mean? This is this is purely done um, out of out of love of of the subject. So it is something that. You know, when you guys do join us on Patreon or you guys do put, you know, a couple of quid in the in the tip jar that we have or or um, Apple subscription, anything like that. Yeah. It goes or a long even, way. Even to the point where, you know, when you get in touch with us, like people have, and obviously I'll credit them people when we do them stories, but uh, when people get in touch with us about mm. a story that we might necessarily not know about. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, that's a massive help. Yeah. So if you've got a story and you've been thinking, you know, about for ages, I know I said this at the beginning, but if you've got a story where you've been thinking, I'd love to wear your, people say this all the time, I'd love to wear your take on this story, you know, this story, that story, not necessarily, you know, emailing about the show, I mean, in general, you know, people that we know talk, yeah. talk to us and say, I'd like to get your take on this. Um, but if you've got a, you know, a burning desire, as it were, to wear mm. us talk about a particular subject, then obviously get in touch with us. Absolutely. If you've got something you want to share with us, you know, like a, a personal story, then obviously yeah. share that with us. We can read it out. It's I not mean, a problem. The other, the other thing we always say you is don't have to put your name to it. Yeah, I mean, there's that, and like I said, you know, you can always, always send us a, a message. Um, the Facebook group's easy enough to get hold of. Oh, absolutely. Um, but like I say, any the the biggest way that any guy, anyone there, anyone listening can can help us is by sharing the, the the show um you know more more than anything if you can share the show share an episode that your favorite episode with one person and if everyone does that the show grows exponentially and that's that's what we're looking at the you know the more people that listen to us um the better so yeah. you know positive feedback um any any ratings on itunes are always helpful um, sharing the show so you don't actually have to necessarily help us financially in the sense of you know no. we know a lot of people can't afford to 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 put a couple of dollars in the tip jar so you don't have to but if you can share the show with someone and let them know then that's you know that's that's really helpful as well so yeah yeah so consider that year consider that your little christmas our, wrap, our christmas present yeah share up. the show um <laughs> You know that was that's essentially what this is. It's like a little just letting you know where we are mm. and why we've we haven't put out anything for. A few know, weeks. Obviously, we had the COVID and and I'm not great at the minute, but we'll get there. Yeah, you know, we'll, so like I say, we will try and put out another show in a couple of days, so you will have some a proper show um, soon. But that being said, yeah. thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Mm-hmm.